So, uh, Dial Smith, director. Hello. Hello, thank you so much for joining me. That's brilliant. I'm really excited to talk to you. We have known each other an awfully long time, but probably haven't seen each other physically. For an awfully long time. <laughs> 25 years, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it doesn't we, feel like it. It does feel like it, but it doesn't feel like it. It, it does feel very normal just to be chatting to you. Yeah, I, you haven't changed a bit. Well, you I have, but, but you, you know what I mean? You're so familiar. There you go. Yeah, I think that's what it is, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so we met at drama school. Yes. Um, and you now live in Italy and are a di director, effectively. But how did you get there, Giles? Tell us. How did I get there? How did I get there? Um, how <laughs> this is a very good question. Um, I, I never wanted to be an actor. Uh, I never told anyone this, but I never wanted to be an actor. Um, I always wanted to be a director. Um, and it was my mother who said, well, you either go to university uh, and do a degree in literature or you train as an actor. Uh, and I'm not in any way academic. So I thought, OK, well, I'll sort it. I'll, I'll go and be an actor. And I auditioned. I did the, you know, I did the auditions and, and I was lucky enough to get in. I don't know. Um, but it was never really my, it was never, the, it was never the goal, but I thought uh, I'll train as an actor and that might make me a better director. So I did that, and, as you know, uh, and then left and very, very slowly, uh, sort of <laughs> tortoise sort of pace, um, I started doing stuff and writing things and I ended up um, going back to the Guildhall as a teacher. And I did, we did 34 plays by Pinter in five weeks, uh, which is fantastic. Wow. And then after that, yeah, it was great. It was great. It ended up being very paranoid at the end of it, uh, if you know Pinter at all. But um, it was brilliant. <laughs> it was fantastic. Uh, really lovely group. And then after that, finished at Eastern, then I came back in the summer term to do a first year checkoff. And then I went, was invited to San Miniato which is the European School for the Art of the Actor. I did some work there in 2002 and in 2003. And there, in that, in that 2003 group, there was an actor who was from Milan who invited me to a regional theatre, one of the regional, a bit like Birmingham Rep, just to give you a sort of context, to do some work there, which was in a place called Ancona, which is um, on the... If you look at the boot, it's on the calf of the boot. Okay. Uh, if you draw, if you draw a line from Rome slightly up, it's there. It's on the coast. It's a lovely, lovely port. Um, did some work in Ancona for a while, and I was at that point in my life in 2003 when um, I wanted to start my own stuff. I wanted to do my own things. I'd worked for a long time at the National Theatre in the West End and whatever, um, but I was getting bored, and there was a sort of I was getting bored. And I also didn't like, I didn't like Tony Blair going to war. <laughs> so I thought, I thought, I thought, I think it's maybe a time to leave. So I, 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 I went um, a bit foolishly. I didn't really plan it very well, but I, I, I went and uh, here I am 17 years later, 16 years later, whatever it is. So I sent went to Ancona and started teaching, doing workshops, doing shows, writing stuff longish story short started a company uh, wrote directed led workshops been over europe i went to new york with a show of mine that i wrote in 2012 went to the grotowski theater in poland 
um, when my son was born, we closed the company. Um, I'm now independent. Two years ago, I was back in London with a play I wrote, uh, which we did little bits of at the National Portrait Gallery. Um, I wrote a couple of screenplays. I'm trying to get my film made. Um, and so I, I tinker. I tinker about. At the moment, at the moment, I'm teaching acting at the Italian Conservatoire. There's an Italian version of Rada. Yeah. And uh, my first show after lockdown was uh, where well, we finished 10 days ago. Um, and it was very, very interesting. Okay. Um, yeah, it was very interesting. But there you go. That, that's sort of little, I'm a writer and a director and a teacher. There you go. Uh, so where did you meet your partner who that you had your son with? Um, going to Ancona. I, I, I was in Ancona and then I, I traveled across to Bologna and I was in Bologna for a bit. And then uh, I organized a workshop in Rome. Um, and I did a workshop in Rome and she was there. And so we met like that. She's an actor. Um, so we met in Rome and long story short, yeah. 16 years later. Okay. So Giles, tell me, yes. how has COVID-19 affected you? Well, no, now, now, when this show I just did that closed, that, 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 that its last performance about 10 days ago, I went on a recce for the theatre two days before lockdown. Can I stay quarantine rather than lockdown? Because yeah. lockdown sounds like I'm a prisoner. I'm not. It was quarantine. But two days, I was with my with my designer, and we went to do the the we went to the theatre to measure up, whatever. And then two days later, it, we were in quarantine. Um, and there was that immediate moment of, oh bugger. Um, and then I had two and a half months of, actually. Being not being able, only only being able to go out to walk the dog, or to go to the, the 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 chemist, the pharmacist to get whatever medicine or whatever we need, and to do the shopping, but going out at night to walk the dog, I had this because I live just outside of Rome. I live about twenty miles outside of Rome, um, and it's it's a, it's a town. And it's a great little town, but um, and it's very 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 busy because it's a it's a it's a commuter town. But during lockdown, no one was around. Uh, so all the pizzerias were closed, all the bars were closed. And at night with the dog, it was amazing. And I have to say, um, I, f I was able for the first time in, a, it feels like a century, to, be, to think about what it is I wanted to do. And I ended up making three very, very short little films. Um, just sort of personal little diary thing. Three minutes each they were. And I post them around. And they had a big, huge response. 3,000 people which was really quite surprised me because I did it. I did it for me. I didn't do it for anyone else. I did it. I did it for me to sort of exercise demons and things. Um, so I had a really, the forced sign of the forced sort of solitude was actually really beneficial. It was fantastic up to a point. Um, so on one hand, it was a great period of just being able to think and plan and, and to do something with very limited resources in a very limited space because it's a very small house um, and to create something um, and that was really good but it you know you need to go out <laughs> especially if you've got kids especially if you've got young kids yeah so so 
on one hand it was great on the other hand it was um you learn or at least i learned just how stupid people can be and how you know the the the, the real basic level of primal animal bovine stupidity can really come out in people but it's the 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 the, the complete change in in human interaction has 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 changed people people look at you as if they're trying to spot if you've got the disease or not at least they do here uh, at least that's my maybe i'm just paranoid Jim, I, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think on some several level you're, you're right i think we've become suspicious of each other you know italy's had a, a very obviously similar but also very different way yeah. of dealing with yeah. um, corona and you guys were in serious yeah. lockdown early on yes. but for a long time it's been handled well at the beginning of it right in, in the end of february march when it when it all kicked off uh, a lot of some well not a lot of people some people were saying oh we're all stupid the Italians are stupid everyone's laughing at us because they're taking these precautions but actually um ahead of the game a little bit um yeah. the lockdown worked it really did and at the end of the day i think if everyone had done it quicker yeah um we wouldn't be in the crap we're in you so your partner is a as a, an actor as well so what's it been like just i mean has work just did it just stop did the theaters close and there was no work for actors or for theaters yeah the theaters closed theaters closed theaters closed the theaters the theatres, cinemas, theatres, cinemas, everything, everything closed, everything closed. Um, the theatres opened again. I started rehearsing um, for this um, in June, still June, and the theatres opened at the end of June, but very limited. Wow. Uh, there were only one or two of the big ones that uh, opened. Um, but that was in Rome. That wasn't everywhere. That was just here. That right. was just in Rome. People are, people are stupid. People will go to the restaurant and they'll go to the disco, but no one will go to the theatre. Yeah. All the theatres are operating on a, on a half capacity. So if, for example, the theatre I was in had a, had a 250 capacity and it was operating at half that because you have to give the space. But how, how, are they, how are they managing that financially then? How can they possibly... <laughs> <laughs> They're not they're not um and is there, so is there support from the government for the arts like there is in the uk what's it what's it like <laughs> what's it like um there's 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 a lot of good intentions i think um but there's no real concrete plan but then it's not the same here it doesn't work in the same way uh, there is no there's no arts council mm. in this country um everything's everything is everything is political and everything is, um, it's local government authorities that have calls to apply for funding and things. And it, it's, it's, it's a lot more bureaucratic and a lot more, it's a lot more political. Um, so no money, money isn't ever available. Uh, it's sort of wing and a prayer, but it's always a wing and a prayer. You sort of do a job and you get paid for it if you're lucky a long time after it. Um, it, 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 this is a very you, you need another zoom meeting with me to explain how it all works here right okay so okay. with that in mind um have 
have you had have you your partner had any financial support from yeah i did i i did because i'm self-employed and i've also i think i suspect because it's tax season here at the moment uh, i suspect i've had a tax cut um yeah. uh, i think i have not by much but i've had a tax yeah. cut okay so you've had so you've had the kind of the self-employment support but yeah as you say there's no kind of specific um arts council support or anything no. Anything to support the theatres, or I mean, is there any government money happening? There, there, it's it's always planned. It's always it's always been planned, but it's not uh, it's 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 not there. It's not liquid. It's projected. Okay. Can you survive? I will survive. It sounds like a Gloria Gaynor song. <laughs> it's the sequel to a Gloria Gaynor song. Um. Well, you know. You you know you know as well or probably better than me that um, after all, all the years we've been doing this, you find a way to survive and uh, you invent stuff. Uh, so yeah, but no. Like us, are you in a second wave? Are you seeing a kind of another? There, there's there's I don't know if it's a second wave or it's just spikes. I don't know. Um, I think some some people some people are saying it's just a spike. Some people are saying some people are panicking and saying it's a second wave. It could be a second wave. Uh, we're we're in the middle of it right now, so we don't really know. Okay, it's, so you're uh, still you're still wearing masks when you're in. Oh, it's, oh yeah, yeah. We, we 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 have to. I mean, there's an obligation to wear them. And I I agree with it. I I wear it because I understand from my son's point of view, who is an at risk kind of. Mm -hmm. um, who is an at-risk category, I endorse it. Um, some people don't, some people are lax about it, some people are, some people are overly zealous about it. Um, it's human, so people react as their character dictates a little bit. Without a really firm, strong set of rules, we, we will always be divided, you know. Well, the rule, the rules should always be few and simple. In any situation like this, the rules should be few and simple and uh, very easy to understand. So that's really disaster. interesting. It's really interesting then that you are effectively kind of back back at work, if if be it to sort of on a slightly. Well, yeah, but then there's also the restrictions within work. Um, this play I directed um, is basically a, um, it's 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 Don Giovanni, which is about a sex mad guy. Right, it's a modern book. Ian McEwan wrote the wrote the script. Uh, modern story, modern story about this composer who does nothing but shag, basically. Um, but the rules say that all the actors have to be a meter and a half apart. So how are you on stage? How are you? Well, we did it. We did. We did it. We did it because I'm because I'm a genius. Obviously, no, I'm joking. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a genius. I'm not a genius. But we had to. We had to motivate all the all all the all the actor motivations, all the directing, all the all we had to factor in okay we need to we need to justify this that you're a meter and a half apart and you can't touch um and it took a lot of a lot of thinking but we did it and no one the people who came to see it no one no one noticed <laughs> which i was quite pleased about um i, I was also not pleased about because i thought can't you see the yeah. effort we've made to make this work I was so say. that's the weird one if if no not when your theaters reopen you will probably have to do this as well 
Um, and it really is a feat of imagination to justify keeping people a meter and a half apart and the little tricks you need to find to justify why someone leaves a chair and stuff, all that stuff. And it will keep you up all night planning it. I love it. Can't yeah. wait. Can't wait for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Blinking yeah, yeah. time, I tell yeah. you. Yeah, I was there, I was there with pencil. I, I had a shoebox, and I had pencils and 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 baby, you know, kids' games, Lego furniture and stuff, working out all the moves. Love it. Yeah, which I don't work. I never work like that, but I had to. What's What's made you the saddest about the last six months? Um, the utter the, the the political apathy towards people who are providing um, a life after you know what we do not only us but also people who run restaurants bars uh, anywhere there is a social gathering of people which gives so much money back to the state every year utter apathy and, and I mean, it's worse in Britain because Britain, and I think I think the arts and enter, entertainment, let's say, is what the second biggest yes. income in it's second or third or whatever it is. I can't remember. Uh, here, it's not as big as that. It's fashion that is big here, and, and pasta, obviously. But <laughs> all of, <laughs> but the utter, the com, the, the, the utter disregard and apathy that, that, that okay you, you said it yourself you said a-list actors are on the telly complaining and whatever right quite right too because you need and we need those people to complain but there's also those people that you know who aren't on the telly um that pay their taxes every year and suddenly have nothing and it's all those it's all those people that keep the business going so you've got a-list people on the telly and in films and theaters and whatever um, it's the utter disregard and the indifference to it yeah. that has made me that is that. And also, um, people that profess to love the arts but refuse to go to the theatre, but you see them at restaurants. Yeah. Um, I, just, I just think, I just think, hold, hold on a minute. You know, I mean, because well, it's that's just hypocrisy. You don't want to, you're closer in a restaurant than you ever will be in a theatre because there's a seat apart, you know, you're, you're further apart. Yeah. Do you find uh, that in Italy that people who work in the arts are expected to work for nothing? All the time. Yeah. I still work, I still often work for nothing. Why um, is that? What is that about? Um, what's that about? Um, well, let's, let's do it, Let, let's take it. I'll try and keep it as similar. From my point of view, working in this country, let's put it into three different categories. There's category one, which is you're fresh out of college, you're new, no one knows you, you've got to start. You, you're not going to, unless you're very lucky, as we both know, you're not going to end up being super famous immediately. And if you want to work, you need to do it yourself. So you end up doing work, investing your own time and money, in it you know let's let's say let, let's say you leave leave college at 21 and from 21 to let's say 35 let's say you know you invest your own time your own money you do your own things and, and a lot of it is unpaid a lot of it is expenses only and then after that you start going into the second bracket which maybe people have seen you and whatever and you may end up getting paid but um it will mostly be 
what is the equivalent of equity minimum yeah which is 80 euros a day 85 euros a day right and that's gross it and is gross that, it's definitely no, it, is, it is gross but that's gross that that that's before tax that's before tax and the equivalent of national insurance and then you get um the third group which is people that have worked a lot have a career and maybe have money now why do you work for free because all three brackets will work for free the first group it's easy to understand why they work for free the second group will work for free because they may be making uh they want to they've got an eye on something they want to make a jump so they'll invest money and work for free to maybe make that jump the third group will maybe work for free as a favor i think you're right i think so what you're suggesting is basically we have enabled society to oh, yes to undervalue yes absolutely interest. absolutely 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 um i hate it but it's 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 uh, because i think you it, know we we found so hot buckle found we got asked to do uh, a couple of gigs for the council here over the summer um and there was that sense of how little can we pay you, you know? <laughs> um <laughs> and the thing is, is you want to work don't you everybody wants to work yeah. Yeah, you yeah. Take it. but actually speaking to my friends andy and ellie who run odd socks theater company which is a bigger product bigger company you know andy was saying but unless you say sorry no i'm not going to work for that it's never going to change and the problem no. is we would never say that because yeah. we all desperately want yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's exactly that and it's, it's, i think that's the same the whole world over there's also another thing uh, which is in this situation people will maybe work free in order to make a stand and say we need to keep these open so we will work for free to keep the place open yeah and i can understand that but it's 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 not it's not going to solve it anything. doesn't help no, no it doesn't giles hello if somebody told you you were no. unable to do what you love and what you have worked all of your life to achieve mm. yeah what what else would you do well this is what's going through my head um um and it's been going through my head way for a while um covid sort of brought it to my head a little bit but it's been going through my head um uh, the, the transferable skills it's a horrible phrase and i hate it um but i'm a very visual thinker and i like to create visually so i make puppets and i and right now i'm i'm taking an awful lot of photographs um i think uh, i think I, I, i'm an optimist so i think something can always be found and was it, was it Nietzsche but was it Nietzsche who said you know you can live with any how as long as you have a why all of us who have who are working in the arts when we're told or when there's a barrier we just find other ways through it and round it um because that's what we do because we create yeah these people these bloody these bloody people that use the word adapt think about travel adapters when you <laughs> use that word and the nightmare they are yeah yeah man adapt adapt yeah, adapt it's, it's a uh, don't 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 so yeah um you know um glass of wine something to smoke yeah yes 
My final question, Giles, is what would you like your legacy to be? Um, I never gave up. Um, and, um, and that is, like I said before, um, there's, there's always, there's always a, there's always a way through. Um, it sounds a bit Kung Fu-y, any uh, Buddhist, and I'm not any of those things. Um, but I think you always have, you always have the, the, you always have what you need to, to, to fight your way through the forest, I think. Okay. Um, and improvisation, learning to improvise, have a plan, but leave gaps in it. It's a bit like the, you know, the periodic table of elements. There are, there are gaps in it, right? So new things can be discovered. I think a lot of the time we all have a plan and all the, pl all the, all the bricks in the plan, in the wall of our plan joined together. And we don't leave enough gaps between them. A dry stone wall is stronger than a wall with cement because the wind can blow through it. So you have your plan, but leave gaps. Nice. I don't, that, I don't know if that makes any sense. It's probably I like, I like the, I, I like the analogy of the dry stone wall. There you go. I'm going to take that. Can I have that? You can have that. You can have that. You can have that. You're very kind. Just send us a couple of quid every time it's used. You know. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, it has been an absolute pleasure to speak. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, Thank you. And I hope we don't leave it 25 years again. Well, you've got my email now. 